0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Wind Down Wednesdays. I'm your host, Paula Taylor, and this is episode 75. So last week we talked about rest and as usual, you don't have to have seen last week's episode and kind of understand what's happening this week. But I recommend if you didn't watch it, go back and watch it. Or if you're listening to the podcast later, go back and listen to it because it was a really important episode. I talked a lot about feeling worthy of rest. We're going to talk a little bit about worthiness tonight as well, but I also did a sleep meditation, which I've never done on the show before, a meditation that was designed to kind of guide you to be ready to sleep, and I actually found that I slept better that night. My intention has been to go back and listen to that again myself, and I haven't had a chance to do it, but I encourage you to check it out if you missed it. So the title of tonight's show came to me kind of intuitively, and and it's not the format I usually use, but but the title of tonight's episode is, Help! I'm Having a Healing Crisis. And I have been having a healing crisis. (laughs) That's kind of how this show goes. I tend to talk about what I've been going through. But the interesting thing I find is that I'm generally not the only one who's kind of having this similar shifts uh, when they're going on. When I talk to other people, I find out like, oh, we're kind of all going through this together. There's that collective sort of energetic change and shift that's happening. So first of all, first of all, or first off, what is the healing crisis? What, What does that phrase mean? And I'm going to explain that first in terms of energy work, and then I'm going to kind of get a little bit more broad with it. So in the field of energy work, you will sometimes hear the phrase healing crisis. You may also hear cleanse or purge. And and these are kind of interchangeable words that we use to describe what happens to you when you're having a big shift of energy. And generally, this happens when you're getting ready to make way for an influx of new energy. So the first time I heard these terms, um, my teacher used the word cleanse, but again, people will use healing crisis or they'll use purge sometimes, was when I received my Reiki attunements. And it's pretty well known. Sometimes people actually call it the energy flu. You, You get this attunement, you get this... Reiki energy that comes into your body and and it starts shifting things around and essentially making room for itself, making room for expansion. And that can cause all manner of physical, mental and emotional kind of discomfort and pain and, and unease. So that's kind of the energy work definition of a healing crisis. But essentially, I think this term can really be applied more broadly. And and so the way I kind of defined it was when, when you're having a crisis of physical, mental, and or emotional health, and especially when it kind of seems to come out of nowhere. It's like, it's not like you, and sometimes it doesn't, but, but a lot of times it's like you're going along and everything's fine and then like, whap, you're down on the ground and you're like, what happened? And and there's a lot of gray area kind of in this definition. This is not a black and white thing we're talking about. So essentially a healing crisis can start like in any one aspect of your being and then sort of trigger another healing crisis in those other aspects of your being. The other kind of hallmark of a healing crisis, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of the hallmarks of a healing crisis, when you're having a healing crisis, there is something going on below the surface. Last week, we talked a little bit about the iceberg of consciousness or, or of, of self-awareness. There's kind of this tip that you can see. And then under the surface is all that sort of subconscious and unconscious old fears, old core beliefs that, that are very much a part of who we are and and sometimes running the show, but we're not necessarily aware of them. So essentially when you're in a healing crisis, you have been triggered and and you end up in this state of fear and contraction and pain. And again, that can be physical, mental and or emotional. So I'm going to give you an example um, just to make it kind of a little bit more concrete and, and kind of explain how I arrived at this uh, topic as I frequently do. So, so my healing crisis that I am still, I'm kind of, I'm I I hope I'm on the tail end of this healing crisis and a big part of this was kind of the awareness that I'm going to talk about that. But what happened to me is this started out as as a physical not crisis. It started out as as a physical thing. I had a couple of small medical procedures and and I kind of got knocked down physically. But sometimes what happens with a healing crisis is that if you're resisting, like I was really resisting, the fact that I needed to rest. I was like, I have all these things I need to do, you know, I've got all these events and things coming up, like I cannot afford to be flat on my back for however long this is going to take. So sometimes that resistance is what actually triggers the healing crisis. And if I had been able to stay in flow, if I had been able to not get so triggered by this, perhaps that kind of physical pain, discomfort, unease that I was in would have sort of naturally resolved and not blown up into this whole healing crisis, which ended up kind of involving my mental and emotional health as well. And bringing up some fears and core beliefs, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So another hallmark of a healing crisis is the degree to which you get triggered. So we talk a lot about healing on the show, or as I like to say, what? Clarity, harmony, and expansion. Those are the words I like to use instead of healing, but we're going to go with healing tonight because it's just kind of sums up all three and and I don't want to keep saying clarity, harmony, and expansion over and over again. But essentially another hallmark of a healing crisis is this degree to which we get triggered and and so we're doing this healing work all the time and we're getting triggered you know here and there and and little things pop up but a healing crisis is like you are triggered completely either out of proportion to the event that that sort of triggered this that that started the healing crisis and you can't get out of it you sort of get stuck in it and you may actually need outside help to get you out of a full-blown healing crisis so going back to my example, Oh, I got ahead of myself a little bit. The other thing is that um, I said you kind of get stuck in the healing crisis. So sometimes we completely forget about our spiritual tools when we're in this like really triggered state. And and the way it started for me was with this really, really terrible physical pain. And so I wasn't really thinking about my, my spiritual tools because I literally was just like, please, God, make this pain stop. Like What can I do to get this pain to stop? and And I forgot that, even in that pain, I did have some tools at my disposal and And this is one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about building tools and why I'm so passionate about having multiple tools. Because if you listen to the show or watch the show, you know I talk a lot about yoga. I love yoga. It's one of my tools. But if you are flat in a bed, unable to move, you're probably not doing yoga. You may not even be able to breathe deeply because you're in so much pain. And and the tool that finally came back to me through my kind of like haze and fog of that started out as, as this really bad physical pain and then sort of exploded into this whole like just, eh, like not being in my body and not not really functioning physically or mentally or emotionally I I sort of completely lost myself for maybe two or three days there what finally kind of cut through the haze you know is is me kind of going okay I like I teach about tools I have all these tools what is a tool that I can use and and when I think about this, I always hear, I hear like a classroom full of kids whenever I ask this question, go, sound like all together, because you're like, of course, what do I always say? I almost always talk about sound. And and the beautiful thing about sound is that you can make sound when you are unable to do almost anything else. And And sometimes we intuitively make sound. Like there was a point during this, kind of the beginning of this physical stuff that was going on where I was just moaning and even that moaning is like a way of trying to move energy of trying to kind of release whatever this is that's like stuck and causing this horrible energetic stagnation that's like presenting in the form of physical pain. So the other thing that helped me kind of turn the corner on my healing crisis, so the first thing is awareness. I'm in a healing crisis. This is what's happening. This is is bigger than just these like kind of precipitating events that happened, like something bigger is going on. I am aware of this now. What is a tool I can use to, to start shifting? And for me it was sound. So I started doing a sound practice and we're going to do a sound practice tonight. But the other thing that I said is that sometimes you have to reach out for help. So I ended up sitting down with a friend and talking through some of this stuff so that I could finally start figuring out like what is going on under the surface of this stuff so that I can continue to shift and kind of address these the the part of that iceberg that's below the surface as opposed to just what I could see. Because what I could see was like, I'm in horrible pain. My energy's not moving. I feel like crap. I, I'm having fatigue. I don't know what's going on. This should not be this bad. You know, based on whatever these things that I went through were like what is happening. And then it was like, you know, the fear starts building, and 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 everything above the surface was just kind of like. Blah. But underneath the surface, there was the stuff that was actually causing the triggering. And so I needed to kind of sit with somebody who was a little more objective and calm, who could help me kind of reflect to me what was going on under the surface. So then I could start kind of addressing those other things and, and get back to using my other tools. And then I also uh, received a beautiful Reiki session and, and that energy work is always a great way to move energy. I mean, that's what energy work is. But when you are in a fully triggered state, I am a a huge proponent of working on myself. I work on myself all the time, but sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes we really need to be in relationship. We really need someone else to come in and kind of help move that stuff. And especially if we're we're in a triggered state we may not know what's going on or the stagnation may be so bad that it's we're just completely seized up and we, and we don't know where to go. We, we don't know what to do. And so to have someone else come in and hold that space and, and encourage that energetic movement and release to happen, that and the sound practice that I did kind of the day before that really helped me start to turn the corner. And it also helped me start to see what was going on underneath the surface of this healing crisis. And what I realized was that there was more excavation to be done about my core belief about worth. So I have talked pretty frequently over this last year about how I had this core belief that, that my worth was tied to my body. And I did a bunch of work to shift that core belief. And that core belief has pretty much Changed, or however you wanna, I no longer hold that core belief deeply, although I do have to kind of challenge myself. it does come up. I am in the process of fully releasing that. I've made me not there yet, but i'm much I'm much closer to fully releasing that than I was. but then I discovered <laughs> that underneath that was some more core beliefs about about worth and and I started recognizing that this healing crisis I was having you know, all this stagnation and the physical pain and the, and the fear and all of this stuff that was coming up was a reflection of of some of these doubts about my worth, about that I wasn't worthy of taking rest, of taking time off, of taking care of myself, that I wasn't worthy of abundance. That was another thing that my scarcity thinking kind of came back up. And that's interesting to note because, you know, I just said, oh, my worth is not tied to my body and I've released that. But when you get into a triggered state, those core beliefs are really deeply ingrained in your body, in your mind, in your energetic field. And so when you do get deeply triggered, I worked on scarcity thinking a couple of years ago and and for the most part, that's not something that I struggle with on a day to day basis. But when there's really big shifts happening, what did I say a healing crisis was at the beginning of this? When you are moving energy out of the way. For a big influx of new, fresh, beautiful, expanded energy to come in. Generally, a healing crisis is preparing you for a huge level up, a huge expansion. So, so some shadow work comes up. You have to kind of get rid of this old kind of garbagey energy that's no longer serving you, so that this beautiful new energy that can come in. But, but looking at and dealing with the old garbagey energy and the emotions and the thoughts that come with that can be enough to physically shut you down. And that's kind of what happened to me. So I discovered underneath this kind of, (laughs) this this core belief that was tied to a a physical thing and, and something I can't really control. That's something that I've learned through my intuitive eating work. I can't really control the size of my body. And, and letting go of that control has been hugely liberating for me. But what I realized when I started thinking about this, there was sort of this feeling of, of kind of existential unworthiness. So like, in some ways, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, well, I'm not worthy because I'm not thin, or I'm not pretty, or I'm not whatever way I want to be, you know, because my body doesn't look the way I think it should look, I'm not worthy. And And in some ways, that's kind of it's an easy cop out. I mean, it's not easy and it's hard to change that, but it's a little bit like blaming something on an external source. Oh, well, it's my body. But when you let go of that, and then there's still these feelings of unworthiness that come up, then it's like, oh, well, I thought it was my body, but like, maybe it's just me. Maybe just at a completely existential Existence level, like I am just not worthy. I am just, blah. and and so these feelings of like shame and 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 disgust even were coming up. And and I would have told you two weeks ago that I didn't have those kind of feelings anymore. That I have worked through those kind of feelings. But as part of this healing crisis, as part of this making way. For new, fresh, beautiful, loving divine energy, which is really what we all are underneath. I have to let go of this energy that I've been holding on to, where I tell myself I am not good enough or I am not worthy for whatever reason and of whatever. All of that stuff doesn't really matter. And and really, that's really the struggle that we all have deep down inside. I've I've talked about addiction. Um, on a couple in a couple of places before, not really on the show, I don't think. But, but my spiritual view of addiction is that we all have this kind of hole in ourselves, and we will use whatever we can to fill it because we feel empty. At underneath all of kind of everything we're doing, we we kind of feel empty, and the only thing we can fill that hole with is love is spirit is divine energy is god whatever word you want to use it's a spiritual hole that we kind of discover in ourselves and so we try to fill it with things like food or or substances or shopping or behaviors or you know being on social media because it's so scary and so i got to this place this week where i was just completely terrified and I didn't know why like I was like what am I so scared of and and you know there was like a list if they're like oh there's all these shifts happening in life and, and you know I could point to the surface things but then under the underneath all of that it was like I am terrified that I am unworthy I am terrified that I am not the beautiful divine being that i that i thought i was that i keep telling myself that i am that i keep telling everyone else that they are and and that's a little bit what snapped me out of it was like wait a minute everyone else is worthy and i would never tell another person that they were unworthy because i see that beautiful divine spark in people why is that so hard who To see in ourselves sometimes it's really hard to see that and and as soon as i started thinking about that and my my friend was saying things like you know you need to be nicer to yourself and you need to talk nicer to yourself and 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 you start thinking like oh would i be thinking these thoughts about another person would i be talking to another person this way and absolutely not and and so then i started to realized that I had kind of, I had, I lost my connection a little bit. And, and the pain is kind of what started that. And I feel so much compassion and empathy for people who have really severe chronic pain, because I was in so much pain that I was sort of at that point where I was like, I will do anything to stop this pain. Like, what can I do to stop this pain? And, and so I, I sort of lost that connection with that divine, flow of energy that we're always tapping into in the show. That's one of the things that happened. And I think that's really common. When you have a healing crisis, it happens when you've, lo- you've lost your connection for some reason and, and usually it's because you're about to expand and you get scared. That's why I lost my connection. I got scared and I, and I dropped my connection to that divine source. And then I couldn't find it in myself and and then i just became completely overwhelmed and terrified and and not at all functional and and this physical sort of stuff that was happening that that maybe again if i had been more in flow and i hadn't kind of had this healing crisis i would have like let go of that but i'm actually really grateful for this because it exposed this shadow work that i needed to do to let that energy go so that i can welcome this new beautiful fresh leveled up whatever wherever this energy is taking me I can't get there if I'm if I'm still holding on to these fears and if and if I'm not being nice to myself and you know last week we talked about rest and I said you are worthy of rest I said you are worthy of rest I don't know that I said I am worthy of rest and I feel that now I am worthy of rest I am worthy of abundance. I am worthy of any beautiful experience that comes my way because I am a being of divine light just as you are. And the last thing I want to say before we get into our meditation is that I pull pull a card every day from this Daily Crystal inspiration deck that I really like. And this is an Oracle card. It's not a tarot card. And they're a little different than tarot cards because they're simple. There's usually like one simple phrase on there. And there's a a book that goes along if you want a little more information. But they're not organized in suits or arcana like the tarot are. They're just sort of a simple card. And that's one of the reasons I like them. It's kind of a way that helps me kind of set my intention for the day, or sometimes it gives me a little insight. And so I pulled this pink opal card. (laughs) and 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 it says it's probably backwards on the camera but it says be kind to yourself and then it has a picture of a beautiful pink opal stone on it and and I just had to share that because I was like oh yep that kind of sums up everything we were just talking about in these core beliefs and all of that stuff is just be kind to yourself be gentle with yourself let go of all those harsh judgments about how you're not enough or you're not doing enough or whatever it is, you're not deserving of whatever it is. It's it's hard to let that go, but when we keep tapping into this connection and, and I love to do that through sound, so that's what we're going to do tonight. One of the reasons I always say this, I love sound is that it kind of bypasses the mind. So you know, you might be trying to tell yourself. You know, I am worthy, but but if you're not really feeling it, you're not changing the vibration of your body. You're not actually shifting the frequency. If you're just kind of like Ugh, in the mental state and stuck. So to get those things into the body, we use sound. So I want to talk a little bit about the meditation and what we're going to do tonight. And I'm going to say, just as I've said for I think the last couple weeks. So this is a sound healing practice. This is not a musical practice you're going to hear some weird tones come out of me as you have for the last several weeks and this is sound healing is about using sound to move energy and and music can absolutely do that but but when we use the term music there's a lot of judgments and and as we talked about a few weeks ago projections about music about how things should sound so let go of that this is not a musical practice you're going to hear these tones come out of me and they're going to sound really weird um, this is a sound practice and this is a super effective sound practice. This is one of my favorite tools of all time that I've gathered and it's called primordial chakra tones. And so I'm not going to teach the tones. There's a lot involved. I will mention if you want to learn more about the tones, there's a couple ways you can do that. You can, I learned these from a woman named Trish Devney, who's an amazing sound healer. You can go to her website, which is soundshifting.com, and she's got a free PDF where you can learn about these tones. And the other thing I will say is that I work with people one-on-one to help teach these tones. I taught them in my Intro to Chakras class, and and some of the feedback I got from the people in that class were that they really appreciated the one-on-one help, especially if you're not really comfortable or familiar with sound practice, these tones are a little bit strange and, and kind of really finding them in the body and feeling them, it can be really helpful to have one-on-one help. So I don't have um, an intro to the chakras class planned for the immediate future, but for about the same price as that class. You can book a one-on-one session with me and in a in a one-hour session, we could really get into those tones to the point where you'd probably be comfortable enough to start your own practice. Or you can use those resources on Trish's website as well. You can start there and then reach out for help. There's a lot of ways to learn these, but of all the practices that I have learned, this is probably maybe the most helpful. It's made the most change for me uh, energetically and, and frequency wise. So essentially the primordial chakras are chakra tones that go with the seven chakras, which you can see the chakra wall hanging behind me. So what we're gonna do in the meditation is that I'm gonna guide you into each chakra and I'm gonna tone. If you know the tones, tone along. If you're inspired to try the tones, I will tell you the vowel sound for each tone. And then I will tell you that each tone is specific to your body. So the best way to do this you're going to kind of hear where I'm at uh, in terms of pitch, like we kind of go low to high, but you want to feel this tone kind of vibrating in the chakra. And this practice will work whether you feel like toning or not. It's going to be most powerful if you tone yourself, but just hearing these tones will, will shift some energy for you and maybe inspire you to learn more about these tones because they are really really powerful and they're easy you know it takes a little time to learn them but once you I went through a a tone practice that's the practice that I did when I finally was like I need a tool and I'm not functioning and what am I going to do and I like to do these in the shower and and I did a long I mean I probably did 10 to 15 on each tone which is a lot more than I would usually do and I could feel the energy start to move. And especially when I got to the heart and throat area, which is, I think, where a lot of this healing energy needs to move, this crisis kind of came from. You may, I know, probably you'll maybe hear it tonight. It, it sounded really kind of like, oh, like croaky and throaty. And as you tone, just like when you chant, you'll hear like little bobbles and weird stuff in the sound. And and that is energy releasing. And so if you keep going with your practice until it sounds like smoother and you're kind of not getting as many of those baubles, that's how you know that you've sort of gotten to a place where the energy is is flowing more smoothly. We're not going to do that tonight because we don't have a huge amount of time for that. I'm going to just intuit kind of how many tones, but I'll definitely do at least two to three at each chakra to move energy for you and me, but also to give you a chance to hear the tones if you wanna tone along. I'm gonna guide you to each chakra, we'll do the tones, and then I'm going to encourage you to say an affirmation. And you can repeat the affirmation I use, or you can use something that calls to you. There'll be a different affirmation for each chakra, kind of based on what each chakra, kind of what the function of each chakra is. And I was really inspired to do this. I think it's gonna be a really good practice. So I'm gonna stop talking and we're gonna start meditating. So let's meditate together. So find yourself a comfortable position. For this meditation, I do suggest that you sit up. It's easier to tone while you're sitting up. It's also gonna keep you more engaged. If you can't, that's fine, but that's just my suggestion for this meditation can sit in a chair with your feet on the ground, that's a great way to kind of have good posture or you can sit on the ground. But however you're sitting, try to make sure that your spine is nice and straight, that you're sitting up. You can imagine that your head is kind of floating at the top of your spine. Let your spine grow tall and long, that creates more space for breathing because a sound exercise is also a breathing exercise. In order to produce sound, you need to take deep breaths, and then you're letting them out slowly with the sound. And that's a beautiful way to shift out of that fear, that fight, flight, or freeze, and into an ease and relaxation response. So just take a couple of deep breaths. You can use that deep oxytocin breath, where you breathe in through the nose, draw the belly out, and then ha. sigh it out with an audible ha sound that brings you into ease it vibrates the vagus nerve helps take you out of that sympathetic that fight flight or freeze and into the parasympathetic or that ease response just spend a moment or two getting settled feel your feet on the ground or your bottom on the ground whatever's contacting the ground again feel an invisible string kind of pulling up through your spine and up through your head, keeping you nice and tall and supported. And then bring your awareness to the first chakra that's at the base of the spine, kind of in the perineum area. Just notice what your body feels like here. Notice if you can feel a flow of energy down through the legs and the feet, if not, that's okay. Tone's practice is fantastic for grounding and opening that flow from the head down to the feet and then also back up. So the tone, the the vowel for the first chakra, the root chakra is ah, uh, like U-H. And this is about the lowest sound you can produce. Uh a nice deep oxytocin breath, sigh it out. And as you're ready, repeat this affirmation or speak your own, speak it out loud if possible. I am fully connected to and supported by the earth. And then just notice if anything shifted in that root chakra in your legs and feet, maybe you feel heavier, maybe you feel more grounded, more connected to the earth. And as you're ready, then bring your awareness to the sacral chakra that's kind of in that bowl of the pelvis between your pubic bone and your belly button in that area where sometimes call the womb space or the dantian. This is a storehouse, a powerhouse of energy. And we can recharge and restore this powerhouse through this tones practice. So the vowel for the sacral chakra, the second chakra, is O like O-O or AW, kind of like an A-W-E sound. O. Oh. Oxytocin breath, and then affirm with me out loud or use your own affirmation. I am worthy of love and I flow easily with life. And then just notice for a moment the shift, probably feeling more grounded now, more present in the low body. I've actually got some tingles and heat in that sacral region in my dantian or my womb space, refreshing and restoring that powerhouse of energy, cleaning and releasing what's no longer needed through this practice of sound through this frequency practice. And then bringing your awareness to the solar plexus chakra that's kind of just above the belly button, between the belly button and the rib cage. Take a couple breaths into the belly here. We tend to be really hard on our belly. So let yourself come fully present into this space. And the vowel sound for the solar plexus, the third chakra, is eh. E-H. And this is a little bit of a weird one. Eh. Oxytocin breath, release any of that stagnation, that energy that's no longer serving you. Allow it to flow down and out into the earth to be recycled for the highest good. And then affirm with me out loud, I am powerful. I am worthy of being powerful. And notice any shifts in your energy, in your body, in your mind, and emotional state. And then bring your awareness to the heart chakra, the center of the chest. Take a couple deep breaths into that tension that most of us are carrying in the shoulders, in the back, that area of the chest and back. Maybe move around for a second. vowel sound for the heart is AH AH release what's no longer needed. And then affirm with me, I am a being of love and light. I am worthy of my divinity. Notice how it feels in your body when you say that. I am a being of love and light. I am worthy of my divinity. Notice any shifts. If any emotions are coming up, just let them come up. Breathe through that release. Sometimes as we move energy, we have emotional release and that's normal. That's safe in this space. And then bring your awareness to the throat, the center of the throat, the front, back, that whole neck area. The vowel sound for the throat is oo like o-o-h, ooh. anything that's no longer serving you, and then affirm with me. I speak beautiful words into creation, and creation responds with love. I speak beautiful words into creation, and creation responds with love. And now bring your awareness to the third eye, the center of the forehead. And this is another kind of strange sounding one. The vowel for this chakra is E like E E E. cleansing breath here shifting the frequencies to this high vibration of love in the third eye and affirm with me I see clearly and I am loved I see clearly and know that I am loved I see clearly and recognize that I am worthy of love. (sighs) And then coming to the final chakra, the crown chakra at the top of the head, kind of in the center, the top of your head. The sound for this chakra is mmm, as in mmm, this is delicious. And this sound comes completely out of your nose, not your throat. (sighs) Nice deep breath, seal these shifted frequencies into your field, into your body. And affirm with me, I am a being of divine light. Unconditional love flows through me and from me. And then just sit for a moment and notice the shifts in your body and your mind. Might be feeling warm as new energy rushes in to fill these energetic centers You might feel buoyant, you might feel sleepy and heavy, you might feel emotional, whatever's happening, just accept it, let go of any judgments, be gentle with yourself, take deep breaths as you need to, and just sit in this energy for a moment. We are beings of divine light. We are made of unconditional love. And so, of course, we are worthy of love and abundance and rest and all the beautiful things this world has to offer us. We're here to enjoy this and to serve, to grow this love and to show others the beautiful divine light within them stay in this beautiful expanded state but begin to bring your conscious mind back into the room into your body maybe wiggle your toes and fingers a little bit move your head and neck around just gently coming back to yourself coming back to the room Carry this beautiful shift of frequency into the rest of this evening. And this week, you can access this practice at any time. You can learn more about these tones and how they can shift your frequency to more clarity, harmony, and expansion. As you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me for one of my favorite practices. I hope you feel lighter and more expanded as well as perhaps heavier and more grounded. That's one of the beautiful things of shifting all of these frequencies through this chakra system through using these beautiful sounds. Have a harmonious rest of your night and an expanded rest of your week, you are a worthy being of divine light. See that light in yourself and others. And I will see you next week for Wind Down Wednesday.